Welcome to Intelligence Talks from the research team at Knight Frank. Intelligence Talks brings you the latest insights on property market trends and forecasts, along with expert analysis from industry leaders. I'm Anna Ward, Senior Residential Analyst at Knight Frank. The number of London-based buyers looking outside the capital has increased since the UK imposed lockdown restrictions, with more buyers looking further afield for both main and secondary homes. Joining me today to discuss this are Harry Gladwin, partner and head of the Cotswolds region for the buying solution, Knight Frank's independent property buying arm, partner in Southwest London head, Luke Elwood, and Southeast associate, Julia Robertham. So Harry, to start with, what are you seeing happening on the ground in the Cotswolds? Have you seen a big uptick in London-based buyers looking at rural locations such as the Cotswolds? Yeah, I mean, the Cotswolds has always been really popular, but we've seen certainly a spike in that interest over the last few months. In addition to the normal flow of buyers who are moving to the Cotswolds, we've seen some new entrants coming into the market, and many of them have been spurred on by having been locked down at home for a a few months with very little outside space, and whose businesses are now recognising the efficiencies and improvements that they can gain in lifestyle and that spending less time commuting and perhaps having meetings via Zoom and so on can offer. I was talking to a client earlier today who had three board meetings yesterday on Zoom. And that's a process which he said would historically have taken him three days to get done with a heck of a lot of travel. So it makes sense for an awful lot of people now to move out to the country, whereas perhaps it wouldn't have done pre-lockdown. And then tied to that, we're seeing other groups' parents looking to move their children out of London and into schools in the country. And all that becomes far easier when people are only having to commute for maybe one or perhaps two days a week to London or elsewhere. So in short, we're seeing a fairly significant spike in the number of buyers looking in the Cotswolds. But combined with that, really limited supply of properties to buy. And so as a result, fierce competition for the best properties that come onto the market. And are the people looking, are they largely from London or are you also seeing quite a big interest from perhaps nearby towns or other cities in the UK? Yeah, there's always a fairly diverse group of people looking in any market, I suppose, and particularly the Cotswolds. A huge part of our market is people migrating out of London, whether that's on a full-time basis or a part-time basis for holiday homes, etc. And what we've seen is, I think, a number of people who would historically perhaps have been looking for a second home in the Cotswolds, now looking to fast track their move and make the full-time home the Cotswolds and perhaps keep a smaller base in London. So from the buying solutions point of view, a large proportion of our clients are London-based. And then also we've got other people coming back from overseas or hoping to come back from overseas. So it's an international and London-centric market for us, albeit we deal with perhaps a smaller section of the market. The general Cotswold market is a pretty diverse pool of people. Julia, what about on your side? What are you seeing in the southeast? Would you say there's more interest in sort of suburban towns in the southeast, or are you seeing particular interest perhaps in Greater London? It's really diverse the interest in the southeast at the moment. I've got a property which is down in East Sussex, which has had a dramatic increase of interest since viewings have been able to start again, which it wasn't having previously. That is a very rural property surrounded by 52 acres, so not one that would be commented on being commutable. 
that being said, we've also got an increase of properties in the commuter towns from prospective buyers. And actually, the amount of buyers that we have registering new buyers to Knight Frank has gone up hugely in the last two weeks. We recently launched a property just outside of Farnham, which had 22 viewings, six of those are new buyers to Knight Frank, and that's contributed to seven offers. And we are at the moment negotiating that, which is a fantastic position to be in for that client. Which aspects of the market are particularly busy and which locations in southwest London are popular at the moment? It's across the board. I mean, southwest London is a bit of a loose term for the area that I look after in prime outer London because it ranges from Chiswick in West London in a band all the way down to Dulwich in southeast London. Now, all our markets are stuffed full of really great open spaces, parks. The river dominates certain areas like Barnes and Richmond. Richmond has been in the news a lot about social distancing because it's so beautiful. I think people have found it difficult to resist coming out in the sunshine. And the schooling across all these markets is excellent and first class. So actually in all locations, there are seven offices that I look after in that part of the world and they're all reporting huge increases in activity. So everybody is busy at the moment. There isn't any particular hotspot. They're all hotspots. How big an impact do you think coronavirus will have? I mean, the FT wrote about virtual dinner party chatter around swapping narrow London townhouses for backstreet artist cottages in Cornwall. I suppose indicating that clearly this taps into people's fantasies of living in the country. But do you think there could be a real lasting impact? To a degree, I, I think there will be. A lot of what we're seeing at the moment is additional home purchases. So someone who is keeping their London base, but financially they are able to purchase a country property as well. Typically, that doesn't happen too much in the southeast because we are still within a commuting distance of London. So I do think that actually people will start to go to the local towns, whether that's Guildford, whether that's Seven Oaks or Cobham, as an example, rather than keeping their London property it's certainly at the moment we see it as a bubble that's probably going to last until September October but if that happens to continue into next year then of course for us and our clients we'll be very pleased. Harry how about you do you agree with Julia on this perhaps just being a bubble that might last until sort of September October? I initially had that view, but the number of people I talk to now who have business interests across the UK, overseas, and particularly in London, have led me to think otherwise now. There are lots and lots of businesses in London and across the UK in urban centres, which just do not have the capacity to house workers at the moment in the numbers that they had pre-COVID-19. So a lot of these office buildings can only house maybe 10% of the people they could house prior to lockdown. So we are going to see for the foreseeable future, people not able to continue with their lives as they did pre-lockdown. And we're also seeing a lot of people who don't want their lives to continue in that way. They're happier working on a more flexible basis from home and then perhaps in an urban centre one day a week or maybe two. And so I think we are likely to see a long-term shift for lifestyle reasons and also financial reasons. It's cheaper for people to work from home. It's cheaper not to have people sitting in office buildings all the time if they don't have to. And it's cheaper not to have to deep clean buildings every 24 hours if you can avoid it and still remain efficient. So I think there'll be all sorts of reasons why this recent trend, this alteration in the way people's lives work, will continue going forward. 
So I think it's likely to be a, a longer term trend. Okay, the extreme nature of what we're having to do at the moment will probably change and people's movement will obviously become freer. But I think that we'll see an awful lot more of people moving to the country and living and working from the country more so than they have done in the past. So Luke, what are your thoughts on the rising interest from Londoners in living in the country? Do you think this trend has been overblown and that people will stay for the amenities London ultimately does have to offer, such as social life and its multitude of bars and restaurants? Yes, I think for me, reading about this in the newspapers and hearing anecdotally stories, it's rather exciting existing in this part of the world. But what I will say is actually the sort of prime outer London areas have always acted as a net catching a lot of people migrating out of London, searching for more space, maybe a sort of feel of the country. It's captured people who might not necessarily wanted to go too far away from London for commuting reasons, schooling reasons, lots of reasons, and access into entertainment and the culture that London has. And in the past, there's been different drivers for that. I remember probably about five, six years ago when there were changes to stamp duty, we saw a lot of people coming out much earlier in their property lives, setting lives up for living with a family rather than having a bit of fun in Chelsea maybe for a few years. So we've always had that there. But anecdotally and just asking around the offices, there is without doubt a desire for people to come out more recently looking for gardens, space to be able to work at home so that they don't have to commute in on a daily basis. So we might not be seeing as much as being reported, but it's definitely starting to make an impact on the inquiries that we're getting. And how are prices holding up? Would you say that they're still relatively flat after essentially being sort of frozen for a couple of months? Yeah, it's been a a slightly distorted market in the Cotswolds. The taps were turned off when we went into lockdown. So there were a few properties that had been launched pre-lockdown, which had also had viewings pre-lockdown, and then went under offer to some of those people who'd viewed them prior to being locked down at home. Those prices were, in many cases, significantly above where we would have expected them to be in some cases 15 to 20 percent above and then we saw other properties which were launched onto the market some publicly some privately which were bought by people who were buying them having not seen them one example of a property in the north Cotswolds, which sold to a buyer from overseas who hadn't actually viewed and then since lockdown we've seen a slow trickle of properties coming onto the market and yet the number of buyers has continued to increase over March, April, May and June. So we've had a real mismatch between supply and demand. Supply levels very, very low and demand very high with some really focused buyers looking at a very small number of opportunities. And that has just simply pushed prices up. So intense competition for best in class properties and that 15 to 20% premium which has been achieved for those best-in-class properties has now been achieved a number of times across the Cotswolds. How long that will continue for, I think will largely depend on how supply fares over the coming months. If we see a decent amount of property coming into the market, then it will start to satisfy some of that demand. But until then, I think it's going to be a very challenging market for buyers, particularly if they're looking to drive a hard bargain. It's a bit more of a seller's market at the moment. Julie, are you seeing similar patterns in the southeast? Would you say it's a buyer's or a seller's market at the moment? 
We certainly have a lack of properties available on the market and I would definitely agree in terms of the comment about buyers being interested in turnkey properties. That's absolutely what we're seeing. Properties that are finished to a very high standard for those buyers to move straight into. Those ones are the ones that we are seeing that are attracting a significant amount of interest and are more likely to achieve over a guide price that we felt was achievable and suitable for that property at the time. During lockdown, we had a lot of buyers who were very uncertain about the sort of future of the property market. And we had a couple of properties which fell through on the back of that uncertainty. And certainly since we've been able to do viewings again, I think that has lifted the mortgage rates being so low at the moment and the uncertainty over stocks and shares have really shown that actually property is and hopefully always will be a fairly safe investment for the money that people will have available to them. So we've certainly seen prices hold. I don't think in the southeast that prices have increased, though. And is there any friction around moving home at the moment in terms of the process of viewing homes? Are people nervous about doing that? We thought there would be more nerves around that. We haven't really experienced it, but it might be the people that are nervous about doing that just aren't in contact with us at all. I think it's about time more than anything else. I think people have had over the last couple of months a little bit more time to consider and to investigate what they might want to have a look at. We've had the ability to be able to provide virtual viewings on all of our stock. And I think being able to do that in a smart way has saved a lot of time for people. And you can vet out properties that might not be suitable for you and then actually come out with some real determination to look at the properties that you feel really will suit you. So those fishing expeditions don't need to take as long which I think is good for everybody at the moment. But we're prepared. We've got PPE for ourselves, our clients, our applicants when they're viewing. We're ready and there shouldn't be any nerves around doing that. We are extremely well set up and risk assessments are carried out on every viewing that we do. So no, we haven't really come across that as friction. I think the friction is more in the actual process once we get a property under offer and third parties are involved, such as solicitors who need to communicate with the local authorities for searches and people need mortgages. So the banks are under strain, just sort of getting a release on values, getting out to look at properties and getting through the backlog that built up through lockdown. That's where our friction is on getting a transaction to the end goal. But frankly, we've always had some friction in that aspect of the moving process. So hopefully, one of my great hopes out of what's going on at the moment is that we can get that whole conveyancing process speeded up in some way. And using the technology that's around to communicate means that people don't need to be in the same physical space to communicate properly. So we might find that actually the whole house moving process could be sped up, It'd be wonderful. If you enjoyed this episode of Intelligence Talks, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please also make sure to share this episode on social media and check out the show notes for more information. Thank you.